Welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm Bob McGregor. And I'm Stan Fowler. And we're going to think about the Christian calendar today, Stan. Uh, in the, at the time of this broadcast, uh, we here at Grandview are thinking about Easter and what leads up to that, Holy Week, which isn't something I grew up with necessarily, but lately in my ministry, it's for whatever reason, has surfaced, and there are a lot of Baptist churches who are investigating it. And uh, we're looking at it here, everything to do with Easter, Good Friday, which are not new things to us, Um, Ash Wednesday, the idea of Lent, uh, different um, dates on the Christian calendar. It's not really part of our tradition, but we want to talk about that now. How is it time for evangelical churches? I think um, in a a meeting that we were at recently, a well-known church, Christian talk show host called us cowboys. Is it time for the cowboys to get liturgical? <laughs> well, that may be. Um, you know, I over the years, I, I've become attracted to the idea of, of the church year, the, the Christian calendar, uh, because it is a way of, of regularly every year reminding the church about the significant points of, of the life, death, and resurrection in return of Christ. Um, I certainly did not grow up with it. You may find it interesting that the first Good Friday service I ever attended was the Good Friday uh, after we immigrated to Toronto 43 years ago. I, I never attended a Good Friday service in the USA because Good Friday is not a holiday in the USA. So I was certainly not accustomed to uh, to Good Friday services, I, w- I was grateful to have the experience after we came to Canada. But even Good Friday, you know, was not a part of the calendar. I mean, we just kind of went from a previous Sunday to Easter Sunday, and that was it. How about uh, Palm Sunday? Was that part of it? <clears throat> you know, I I don't remember Palm Sunday ever ever really being significant you know. in my Baptist upbringing. Now. You got to remember, I was I was part of a church where pastors said things like, "If you go into church and the candles are on, that's a sign the power's out." <laughs> now, years later, after I was gone from the church, they started having a Christmas Eve service, which we never had. Never, never uh, when I when I was younger, and and they started lighting candles at the New Year's at the Christmas Eve service, and I really wanted to sort of poke him in the eye. And say, apparently the power's out here now, but but I didn't. But I, I can see it. I, I mean, for example, um, Advent in the traditional church year is the first part of the Christian calendar. And that's the four Sundays prior to Christmas Day. And Advent is, so so it's it makes, if you celebrate Advent, then you celebrate more than just Christmas. Actually, Advent is about the church identifying with the people of the Old Covenant as they awaited Mm -hmm. Messiah and recognizing that we, too, are awaiting Messiah. We're awaiting his return. So it provides a wonderful time to talk about Second Advent as well as First Advent. Um, A more extended season of Easter probably has benefit. I've been in churches that celebrate Pentecost, and certainly... I mean, the birthday of the church 
pouring out of the Spirit, that if, if, if anything's worth a special Sunday, that one probably is. But I, what are you thinking about Ash Wednesday and Lent? I'm oh, interested man, to hear you on that. This is going to go out. People are going to be listening to this. This is going to be public, but you hey, know. you and I are public figures. I, I, like, I like the idea of um, examining yourself, confessing your sin. Um, certainly in the Old Testament, there, there are uh, fasts and sackcloth and ashes uh, where people just particularly go before the Lord broken. And we don't have that anywhere in the life of the church. Unless there's really something bad going on, we might have a special prayer meeting. But we don't do what I see in the Old Testament well. And then the problem is that the people who are doing that now aren't our tribe. And there's a lot of baggage associated with that. And so I say, well, we better not go there. And... I'm not going there, but I do think that seasons of fasting, uh, we don't do that really here. Maybe uh, leading up to Easter, we we might think about something, but it's not on the calendar. And I th- I wonder what would happen if our people were to think that grace is what saves me. There's nothing about my works that makes me right with God. However... I'm a work in progress, and to be broken and contrite, Jesus says that this is a these these are His people. Blessed are the broken and contrite. And just because I'm saved and seated with Christ in the heavenlies doesn't mean I shouldn't, from time to time, experience that and communicate that. Yeah, I, I can I can uh, understand that, but as I've confessed to you, I. I the the seasons of the church year I often find attractive. The one that I find least attractive is Lent. Oh, is that uh, because you don't like giving up stuff? Maybe it is. You've deep, already given up everything. Maybe it is deep down inside. But I it's it probably revolves around things like what I know of people who give up certain things for Lent, which are really things they ought to give up permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then too. It's in in terms of the way the Christian year is structured, I and mean, it's forty days, it's forty days leading up to Easter. It's it's supposed to um bring us into identification with Jesus' forty days of fasting. But Jesus' forty days of fasting was not about repentance. I mean he was gearing up for his public ministry. Mm-hmm. And fighting the temptations of Satan, and of course the the forty number forty has a lot of symbolism going back to the Old Testament to Moses and so on. Um, but it wasn't about repentance. So identifying with now maybe identifying with Jesus though in a limited kind of fasting would have real significance. I mean, certainly Jesus said. During his earthly ministry, I mean, I'm here. I'm here with my disciples now. They don't need to fast. Time will come when they will fast. Mm-hmm. So I understand there there are um, there are reasons for fasting, and maybe 
you know, maybe it would be a significant discipline. That may yeah. well be. But do you ruin it if you say, okay, this is the time of year when we all fast this day and we end on this day and we have a big party? That's my problem with it. If you put it in the calendar or anything that you put in the calendar on a regular basis can become merely ritualistic. Well, I think so, and, and especially because although Jesus said, Time's coming when my disciples will fast. We don't have anything in the New Testament about prescribed fasts for the people of God. So we need to think about that. Um, Ash Wednesday, I've, I've never celebrated Ash Wednesday. Um, I, probably there are good things uh, that are said in Ash Wednesday services, but I, I guess I do wonder about Lent. Now, one of the questions would be, Let's say, granted, uh, it could be, it, maybe it could be a useful discipline. What, how do you think it would go for you as pastor here in an evangelical Baptist church All right. if you said, here are the reasons why I think we should observe Lent this year, including Ash Wednesday, which is next week, I think. I believe it is. I, what, what do you think the pushback would be if you tried to, to well, make it a Well, you're an elder. Can you imagine uh, the elders kind of not getting that at all, just missing it? I, it would not go well, which is why it's just not worth it uh, to at least go in that way. But I think the concept is a good one um, because confession is part of our calling. We confess our, our sins. And... What would that look like if we put it into the liturgy of the church somehow? Well, maybe for a start, it would look like saying the Lord's Prayer together. That might be a start in in which we admit that we are sinners in need of forgiveness. Um, but Have I, we ever I, done that in this church, do you recall? Uh, a few times. What version would we even use? Th- well, I don't know. Um, that that's an interesting one in, in itself. Presbyterians use the term debts, not trespasses. And debts, in fact, is the term that's in Matthew mm-hmm. 6. Mm-hmm. And yet, somehow that's not become kind of the standard form in our tribe whenever it happens to be done in our tribe. I don't know. I mean, I, I as I say, I, I think there's something to be said for providing a structured calendar for the church year to to remember the high points. I mean, we need to remember that there is no biblical command to celebrate Easter or Christmas Day. But it's been good for and, us. But it's been good for us. I, I think it's an appropriate uh, structure for yeah. the church to put in place as a way of specially focusing on the really important Amen. truths and we could probably do more. For example, Pentecost, which we've mentioned. And maybe there's a way. Now, I do remember how many years ago here in our church, we, we utilized the 40 days before Easter yes. for a 40-day experience. I think that was a Rick Warren thing. I think for we a... used purpose-driven yeah. uh, life, actually. And... I think that had benefit. Mm-hmm. So there, there are ways 
to to do it. I well, think. it was a daily discipline for one it, thing. It was it a just daily wasn't discipline. a Sunday series. We've got a few minutes left. Let me. Do you remember the days when churches, particularly where you come from, would have revival Sundays or revival week on the calendar? Oh yes. And we don't do that anymore because we just figure you can't plan a revival. But but what we're talking about now at, at the the calendar of the church, and maybe there is a place where at a regular time we deal with what you might call personal revival. Well, that may be. Um, it, it may be indeed. Here's my radical idea about the church year. The church year really begins in September. I mean, that's when things yep. come back to normal. Right. I think we should celebrate Advent in September and separate it from Christmas. So we celebrate the coming of the Lord, and we remember his first Advent, look forward to his second Advent, and and we disentangle some of the mess we get into when we try to combine party and family Christmas with celebration of the birth of Christ and and we say put Christ back into Christmas and I confess I've sometimes asked I'm not sure I want does he want to be there now parties of many kinds are good family gatherings good gift giving is fine but Christmas frankly is about receiving not about giving. If we're talking about the advent of the Messiah, mm-hmm. we receive. We don't. We don't. So give. you begin. So that, that's a really radical. Thought. Yes, it is, and we're we're going to have to leave with that I, thought. And I but have just, that but up here's right now. here's what you just said, right? So September, we would think Christmas. We would think Advent. We'd think coming of Messiah, remembering that He came, and then for a month or something. For a month or something like that. And then when Christmas comes, it's party it's all the stuff you're not going to get away (laughs) with that i'm not going to get away with it i i know i'm talking foolishness here um and there are ways i think but but there are ways in which if we take seriously advent Mm -hmm. as opposed to just christmas Mm -hmm. we can make that season of the year a a really profitable yeah memory it'd be a fresh look for sure when you take something off the calendar and move it somewhere else it it gets a, a fresh look. It does, but I'm I'm still I gotta confess I'm still uneasy about Lent. But I but I'd love to hear you try to convince no, all I, the elders that we should. I didn't say Lent. I was. Don't, <laughs> I don't. We're not going there. I'm just kind of wondering about it. Um, but I don't have a commitment to doing it. But I do, I do think we've missed something. So anyway, we are out of time, and we're not going to answer that question. We are, but even if we don't celebrate Lent, I hope we can find ways to make thinking about what happened in the death and resurrection of Christ more than just one weekend. Amen. Thank you for thinking about the Christian calendar with us. I'm Bob McGregor. I'm Stan Fowler. And thanks for joining us. Keep on thinking. (laughs) 